This week on Aliens Explored, as a change to our advertised programme, we will not be discussing Stanton Friedman in our penultimate episode. Instead, we will be looking into the so-called jellyfish UFO, based on footage recently released by the US military, and further testimony of a strange object making a slow, low-level pass over a military facility. Next week's episode of Aliens Explored will be our last one, at least for the time being, and we would like to thank all of our listeners and contributors for tuning in. We're going to miss you. Aliens Explored is a weekly podcast exploring famous and obscure cases of UFO sightings, alien abductions and other strange events from both a believing and a sceptical perspective whilst keeping an open mind. I'm Stu Jackson, a professional actor and amateur ufologist with a particular interest in the crop circle phenomenon. I'll be debating that otherworldly visitations are real. The truth is out there. And I'm Neil Kelly. I'm a professional actor as well and used to work for the military as an intelligence analyst. I'll be arguing from a more doubtful point of view. I mean, it's all a bit far-fetched, isn't it? Welcome back, listeners, to the penultimate episode of Alien. Explored. It's quite sad, um, but episode one six eight. Um, uh, that's, that's quite a good run, isn't it? Episode one hundred and sixty eight. Um, it really is. It really is. Um, but we'll be talking about our. We'll be doing our reflections in the next episode. So yeah. save thoughts for yeah. that one. Um, but yes, episode one sixty eight, where we're we're going to be discussing a very very recent jellyfish or as it's called the jellyfish ufo uh as reported by jeremy corbell i am one of your hosts Stu jackson and i'm your other host neil kelly happy How new year Stu. <laughs> yeah <laughs> well did, did we say to did we say happy new year to each other in the in the last one when it was recorded back in november or whenever it was but we knew it was going to be it was going to go out in january yeah so the last one we recorded um goes out literally a few days after we're recording this it goes out on the 19th of okay. january um we did say we're happy really... new year back in uh episode 165 uh, so we're, so we're really lifting l- lifting the whole Oz curtain on the, our inner workings, aren't we? Yes, we recorded this back in November. We wished each other a happy new year. But, um, yeah, now yes. it really is the new year. Yeah, so it really, it has literally been, for us recording these, a good couple of months, like nearly three months, hasn't it? We're, we tend to get busy at Christmas, us uh, Santa-age actors. Yeah, so um, yeah, because it was it was a beginning of November, uh, so November, December, January. Yeah, uh, we're recording this uh, mid January, so hmm. yeah, yeah, it's certainly more than two months. Um, it is, yes. isn't it? It is mid. It's fifteenth of January. Blimey, and and it's your birthday tomorrow. 
Oh, yes, I meant to say, uh, thank, I got your card. Thank you oh, very good. much for sending the card. <laughs> I thought it was appropriate. Uh, lots of, um, so so <laughs> for our listeners, the uh, uh, Roger, oh, I've forgotten his name now, uh, but the guy who does the Mr. Hargreaves. Man. Roger, Roger Hargreaves. Roger Hargreaves, thank you, yes. It was uh, a card with uh, lots of book covers in the style of him, uh, but with Yorkshire-isms. So, Mr. Mm. How much? <laughs> <laughs> Little Miss Mind, how you go now? <laughs> Mr. Keep me, keep me coat on indoors. I'll take my coat off indoors, I feel benefit. Yes. <laughs> yes, it, Mr. It yeah. A big smile to my face. So thank oh, you. Good. Thank you for the card. Yes, my yeah, I turn fifty one tomorrow. Blimey. Yeah. I, I remember yeah. fifty one. Do you? Yeah. You remember that? I do. Far it was back. a long time no, it was a long time ago, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's interesting. Um Past the midlife crisis stage, sort of. Oh, are you? Or not just coming into it? I thought that was... A, um, you're in the danger zone now. Well, <laughs> but if I called it a midlife crisis now, that would imply that I'm going to live to 102, which I think is really unlikely. Yeah, but you know how the middle age isn't really the middle of your life. You're not regarded as middle age when you're 40-odd or whatever, because you're late 30s, because, yeah, well, that's you're probably only going to live another 38, 40 years. Um, you know, I remember my nurse telling me that I was—I just—I said I was middle-aged, and she said, oh, "No, you're not. I'm in my sixties. No, you're not middle-aged. No, apparently, sixty is the new forty, isn't it?" So, um, so this, oh. I do remember upset. So I, I actually disagree with you on on that definition everything. of middle-aged. On everything. <laughs> on everything. Hey, it's what the podcast is. Um, but no, because I remember I I really upset a director once. I was in a play, and um, I, I must have been about thirty seven, thirty eight at the time, and I described myself in passing as being middle aged, and this director who was in her early fifties got very upset. You're not middle aged. I'm like, well, of course, yeah. like, <laughs> because if you're middle aged, no, that means I'm middle aged. You're far too young to be middle aged. I'm like, well, what are you calling? Like middle age, like well, well, fifty is middle age. I'm like, well, no, mm. only if I live to be a hundred, which, mm. you know, she got. Yeah, I. Uh, she never cast me again, in anything. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's a whole aside. And uh, mm. yes, so we, we've we've dropped in um, at the beginning there about this being the penultimate episode. Yes, um, I'm sure our yeah. listeners are still sort of reeling in shock from that statement uh, <laughs> quite possibly but yes we we, we decided didn't we? we had a bit of a chat and decided well yes let's um let's i mean we started this as something to do during the covid lockdown didn't we, we and did, yeah 168 episodes later still going strong so <coughs> well we did have a bit of a, a wobble a bit of a pause We've had a couple of breaks. Um, um, yeah, I think it's like we're coming up on four years, and this uh, could be just which, another yeah. break. You know, we never say never. The- Theoretically, um, I don't believe in false hope. I, I would say unlikely at this stage, but, but mm. yeah, nothing's impossible. And uh, who knows? Who knows what tomorrow brings? 
That'd make a good line in a song, that would. No, that would, yeah. Maybe a song called Tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, so we'll be talking more about that in the next episode, the final episode. Mm. Um, yeah, so uh, stay tuned for that, listeners. But today, today we're talking about some very recent, certainly very recent, as far as we're concerned at the time of recording, um, a few days old level recent, uh, where Jeremy Corbell, who is... Um, there are mixed feelings about him in the UFO community, it has to be said. Are there? Are there? Right. Uh, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, he's quite divisive. Um, mm-hmm. It has to be said. Um, but he has had leaked to him this video of the jellyfish UFO UAP uh, yeah. seen flying over an Iraq military base. Well, an American base in Iraq in 27, yes. in 2017. So this footage is seven years old. Um, that's, uh, allegedly. There's uh, but, a little so, bit of discrepancy as to whether it was 2017 or 2018. Different okay. places are reporting different dates. So... Now, there, there seem to have been one or the other. <laughs> the, the, there are two UFO sightings that are being conflated. There's something called the jellyfish UFO, and there's something mm-hmm. called the chandelier UFO, and apparently people have been confusing those. They have, because they are very similar um, looking UAPs. Uh, the mm. chandelier one, I, I believe the one you're referring to there, would be the one in Melbourne, Australia. Okay. I just saw Is an interview right? Jeremy. I don't know. I just saw an interview with um, it might have been Jeremy Corbell himself, where he said, "Oh no, not to be confused with the chandelier." People are getting the two conflated because I guess they were seen around about the same time. So we're definitely talking about this thing that was seen flying across a U.S. base in Iraq in 2017 at quite low level. It looks almost <coughs> rooftop height. Yes. Um, it's slightly too far away, and the quality of the pictures too isn't isn't good enough to really see it very clearly to see what it is. Well, it was recorded with a FLIR camera, um, forward-looking infrared, so that's why the picture looks um, the way it does. Although it's in monochrome, it is basically black and white and grey. Um, the Darker colours means it's a cooler object. The lighter colours mean it's a, means it's a hotter colour. Um, mm-hmm. And indeed, this object itself does seem to fluctuate. Uh, so, in it, it, is temperature. This, was this shot at night time then? Because it looks—I didn't realise I was looking at the um, infrared picture, but it was shot at night time. That's this dark unknown object at this point to me, yeah. at, at very least. Um, I, I'm not aware of a specific date that it was shot, and this might be one of the reasons why there's confusion over whether it was 2017 or 2018. Um, mm. So there's no specific date, and, and certainly no specific time involved. Um, but what is confusing about this is there is um, eyewitness testimony from people who worked on the base about this particular thing. Um mm. So why we you, don't have, like, a particular date, I don't know. I mean, that you can't see anyone else in the picture. 
in in the footage, can you? It seems to be flying over a deserted base. Everyone's indoors or somewhere else. It it, it would appear to be the case. Um, yes, I mean that said, it it's not like you're not looking at the entire base in one go. The camera is tracking. Uh, and that's a object. question I have about where the camera was mounted because we're watching this thing. If you, if you, we're going to put a link in the in the description, aren't we, to so people can see I the, can put the, the link footage in the description? Yes. Definitely. Yeah. Um, basically, what you're watching is an object flying from right to left across the screen at a main at a constant, fairly constant speed, fairly mm. constant low altitude. It seems to be almost rooftop height. But the camera that's filming it seems to be tracking along with it. It seems to be on something that's moving along at the same speed with it. Yes. Yes. The the camera is definitely following this object and, and consciously so. You know, there's a, a yeah, definite so intent to track. Is is there a, a camera on the drone or what? I don't uh, know. <laughs> it's, uh, and it's one of the problems with... Um, military footage of this sort of nature um so for one thing we're not we we don't have the full video um certainly jeremy corbell talks about elements of this uh the, this uap encounter that are not on video so okay we've not got the whole video um because it's military based there's a lot of things that will be kept quite like for example um you know, where exactly is this camera mounted? That would be considered, as you know, Neil, um, mm. from your time in the military, that would be considered secret information. You know, you don't want people knowing where your cameras are. Because you, you don't want that. You could, <laughs> yeah, you could but, circumvent um, them. <laughs> but it, it raises a big question mark over the footage that, you know, who was filming this and why and what from. And, you know, if this was if this was a base in Iraq... Um, in 2017, so a base on a on a war footing. Now we know from places like Gaza and places like Ukraine that um, a, a a modern weapon used by insurgents is the the drone or bunch of balloons carrying a grenade. You, you know, lots of soldiers, lots of Russian soldiers, Israeli soldiers as well have been killed by by grenades dropped from these these improvised flying vehicles so they're letting this thing fly across the, this thing potentially loaded with a grenade fly right across their base are they just telling everyone well, you know, get out the way get out the way this thing could, <laughs> could drop a bomb any any minute um i don't believe this is someone manually following this object i believe this is automatic tracking system um certainly that technology exists uh, particularly with AI. In fact, it, it's used. There are um, devices you can get for ufology specifically that that will sort of scan the night sky, and if it sees mm. a moving object, it will identify. Well, is that a UAP or is it like? Does it conform to what a a, a jet aircraft looks like or a satellite? Or mm. and it'll pinpoint like with its database and and speak to computers like knowing where commercial aircraft are and things like that and rule all of that out and only record if it is genuinely a UAP okay but that that There's camera technology out there that does that I mean it's thousands seem, of pounds 
But, yeah, I mean that technology seems to me to that camera seems to be on a flying object because we're looking, we're actually looking down on the base, aren't we? And we can see this thing flying across at a lower altitude than we're at. Yes. So whatever's filming it, it is flying higher than the UFO. It's either from an extremely elevated position because it, yeah, you're right. Looking at the the ground, it seems to be moving with the object, or more or less yes. with the object. And, and it's not. And uh, I looked carefully. It doesn't seem to be pivoting on a point to follow it. It's actually moving and remain maintaining the same position next to it, flying it, along with it. it has that appearance i'm i'm not mm. going to rule that out because if for example it is satellite imagery mm. then it wouldn't appear to be it, it you wouldn't get that pivot the, mm. the the further away you are from the object the less it looks do you know what i mean like when you're on the train and close two objects yeah. are moving by really quick and further distant objects like mountains mm. and that are moving really slowly um, so the yeah, the further you are away from the object, the less it looks like. Yeah, okay, so, but uh, yeah, I'd, uh, yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't satellite imagery be be from directly above? Because you know, the satellites, what twenty thousand miles up? Only if the satellite and, and, was directly above. Yeah, but if this is not, a, quite an acute angle. This, this, the camera looks like it's. It's only slightly higher than the, the the object it's filming. I I absolutely agree that I think a moving object like a drone is the most likely source. Mm. Um, I just I, I just can't rule out other things at this point. Yeah. Uh, apparently, soldiers on the base referred to it as a ghost. Um, they said it was uh, their ghost story. Uh, they talk about it as a ghost story. I don't think they mm. call it a ghost. I've not heard that, but okay. certainly it has become a ghost story on the base itself. Yes, mm. uh, where they talk about oh, in that time when we got visited by the jellyfish, you know, um, yeah. a, a guy holding yeah. a torch under his chin as he tells the kind story. Kind of thing. <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. Um, which, to me, that I mean, obviously there are eyewitnesses to this event. Then. Um, to, to talk about this event the way that they mm -hmm. have. Um, <clears throat> it rules out one theory that I'd heard, which is that it was a, uh, basically a bit of, like, basically um, <laughs> pigeon poo Black or something like that on the dome of the camera, um, you know, because cameras have protective mm. domes around them. Uh, so I have heard it suggested that it might be something like that, but no, I think we can rule that out. Okay. Um, and indeed, I've heard you say about it flying at rooftop height, just to, to Not, interject on it that. Seemed, it um, seemed, it, I mean, it that seems to go up and down above the roofs as well. Oh, well, That's it, how it looked to me on the footage. Okay, to me it looked like it was it was actually avoiding buildings. It was flying down what seemed yes. to be a, a street. Yes. Um, going, a, going a little, up, yeah, a little bit higher than, yeah. I mean, people would be very alarmed, and it seems to be quite small as well. I mean, if if someone had said, "Well, it's it's a bunch of balloons," that's what a bunch of balloons. It's about the size, that, that size, isn't it? Yeah, these guys who stand outside, who stand on the street, the big bunch selling a big bunch of balloons. It's about that sort of size, to my, <laughs> as far as I could tell. 
one of the difficulties we've got is not knowing how far away the camera was from from the ground, at very least. No. Um, we've got no real frame of reference because we don't know how far away this object was from the ground. It looks to be low level, I, I absolutely mm. agree, but we can't be certain of that. Um, so I'm, I'm just yeah. measuring it against the buildings that it seems to be flying past, unless I've got the perspective completely wrong. I mean, it, it looks like yeah, a bunch of balloons from top that to bottom. Sort of size. Comparing it to the buildings, I would put it at phew, easily maybe ten foot. Yeah, that's, from top yeah, to bottom, three, three meters. Yeah, yeah, from that, not big. That, that, not big, but not small either. Um, About the size I mean, when of a I bunch think of balloons, a bunch yeah. of balloons, you know, I'm thinking, you know, half a meter, you know, in diameter. Oh no, I'm thinking, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a bunch of balloons tied up in, in your in your. Depends how many balloons there are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're selling balloons on the street, you might have a considerably bigger bunch than that. Yes, yeah, um, like that film up if you tie them to a house and yeah. <laughs> it takes the house away. Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> uh yes. Well, it's interesting you mentioned about the balloons. So this form of UFO is not unique. Um Okay. It's not common, I would say. Uh there are much more other very common types of UFOs, but a large almost solid um, large structure at the top with dangly bits underneath. Hmm. Uh, that is a, a, a UAP type that is seen all over the world. Uh, and In fact, you mentioned about the chandelier one, which, hmm. which is some other footage that has been released recently. Like I say, from, um, from Australia. Uh, again, shot you know, somebody on his phone. It's taken from a distance, so it's like almost impossible to tell what it is. But uh, yeah, it, you do get that quite a lot, and a lot of people are saying it looks like you know a bunch of balloons have been tied together. And I'm sure in some cases that's exactly what it is that people are yeah. seeing. Um, there was also testimony, but not footage. And this is where I'm suspicious. You know, if everyone's got a camera on them nowadays. And if you saw a UFO, you'd whip it out and you would keep filming and filming and filming until either you had no more storage space or the, the UFO had gone. But there's mm -hmm. testimony that this thing flew out over the sea and then dropped down, made a controlled descent into the sea and then 17 minutes later reappeared and flew away again. Uh, reappeared uh, uh, at a sharp angle and flew at some speed. Absolutely. Mm. Um, this is obviously back onto the jellyfish, not the chandelier. Yeah. <laughs> but this want, is there's enough conflation of those two things. We, but there's, there's testimony only no food. I mean, I can imagine if someone followed it and they thought, so oh, there it goes out to sea. Let's keep it. Oh, it's going down into the sea. I can imagine then you stop filming, say, oh, it's gone down into the sea, and then 17 minutes later, when it suddenly pops up and flies away at great speed, well, it's gone before you can get your camera out again. I can, well, I can see that, but there doesn't seem to be any footage of any of that. No, um, there isn't any publicly released footage of it. You're absolutely mm. hit the nail on the head there. Um, and this is causing people some questions about it all. What I say to that is, is first of all, like because this is military released footage, 
mm. or military leaked footage in the first instance, that's really not an uncommon thing for for leaked footage um, to mm. not get the entire thing. Uh, we we think back to those um, famously released. Uh, footage cases from the, the Pentagon. You've got Tic Tac, GoFast, and and Tumblr. That those they're now incredibly famous pieces of footage. Hmm. We've never seen the whole videos of those. Um, and the Pentagon have said, well, no, because some of that footage um, contains uh, top secret information. And it hmm. might well be the case here that uh, maybe that piece of footage identifies the person recording it, or um, or that um, that that the the thing fl- the the next thing this thing flew past after the footage stopped is a uh, was a um, a sensitive installation or piece of weaponry or technology or whatever yeah. they don't want to show that was at that base. Absolutely. I can accept that. It's I can say, possible. okay, you can you can show the movie up to there. We're cutting it there. You can have that bit. But yeah, um, yeah. So so, to me, the fact that yeah, I can see that, the that part of the footage is missing. That's that doesn't surprise me, and it doesn't um, negate uh, the, the the strength of this this video for me. Mm. Uh, I know it does for um, a lot so- of people. And certainly, with the when you when you consider the fate of people like uh, Chelsea Manning and Julian Assange, um, I can imagine service personnel are very wary about releasing information that they have to the to the to the world um, at large. If it can be identified back to them, definitely, yeah. definitely. I mean, that's that would be considered treason, I'm sure, wouldn't it? Um, to release secret information. Yeah, it's it's hard. I mean, these days when everyone has cameras with them all the time, um, I'm sure it must be very difficult to control what soldiers film on on the battlefield or or where, wherever you know, <coughs> doing selfies of themselves, is... send, sending them home to their folks. I mean, yeah, in, in the in the world wars, soldiers would write home, they'd write letters home, and they would go through a censor. Who would who would redact parts of it? They would just black out. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a story of the, the the woman who received a letter that said to my darling Mabel, then it's just all blacked out. Love, Steve. You know. That, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but this isn't footage that somebody has taken on their phone. This is this is military footage in the first place. So yeah. somebody somewhere has downloaded this information and removed it from its mm. secure location um, I, I mean so I was that... surprised to see see nobody on the base I mean if it was shot at night that makes it more that makes it more believable but there are no points of light either I mean if you if you fly if someone's got a light on outside the building that would show as a massive flare on the on the lens if a if you're shooting that on infrared and um, so there's none of that. It, it just looks like it's it just looks like it's flying over a, a deserted base with you know, no one if, around, no lights, nothing. If it's a cooler light source like LEDs, not necessarily. Okay. Um, yeah, it's not. Uh, it, 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 so infrared, or well, yeah, forward-looking infrared, infrared, um, or or thermo cameras mm. um 
they're sometimes called as well. Um, it's not like night vision. Night vision, absolutely. As soon as it uses the smallest amount of light and enhances that massively yeah. to 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 give you a, a a better idea of an image. So yes, if mm. you get a natural decent source of light and shine mm. it in, you're going to blind people. Yeah. Um, and and that's one of the reasons why, as I understand it, they don't use that sort of thing now at all because it's all too easy to uh, to, to basically yeah just just shine a laser pointer at it and yeah that person's lost their eyesight. Yeah, I, I remember um, being on exercise and our, our our company we had we had one night sight with us. I mean it it could be mounted on a rifle, but it wasn't. It was just you know, someone had it in the case and we weren't to get it out of the case until we were in absolute darkness and then sort of fumble around as said because if if you shine it at a at a direct light source uh, you'll dazzle it and then you've just got to give it back to the technicians to kind of reset it yeah yeah you, you can only um, use it in in real darkness exactly but uh, but, but, with but that, thermal was, that was 40 years ago you know that was yeah thermal imaging is is quite different it it only really records the heat of attempt of a, an mm. object um so that's quite an interesting aspect of this jellyfish is as it travels it seems to go from really quite hot to quite cold and you know randomly sort of or seemingly randomly um as mm. the video progresses it d certainly fluctuates in temperature quite a lot now I wouldn't Does expect it? that from a bunch of balloons. No. But in addition to that, I think it's moving way too fast to be balloons. Oh, shit. Also, if it was balloons with, with strings dangling underneath, mm. the strings would they dangle, they'd move, and this appears to be more fixed arms. I would say that are underneath it. it it's certainly very. It's a very static hmm. structure to it. Yeah, I'm still. I'm still dubious about it. I still think yeah, it's either balloons or it's dangling from another drone. Or it. It reminds me a lot of the. Um, well, yeah. It, <laughs> that's one of the theories put forward is that it's a drone that's got something some sort of structure underneath it hmm. um, <clears throat> it it d certainly doesn't resemble any drone that i'm familiar with at all no but you know um halloween time sometimes people will make a lightweight ghost or something and attach it to a a drone on a really long string and get this ghost to sort of move around they do but that that's the thing those things because they're fabric because fabric's lightweight um it it floats and it it moves it undulates mm. um you're not getting anything with that with the jellyfish at all it it reminds me of the droid from uh star wars the empire strikes back that goes to half the ice planet looking for the rebels and it's like it's it's basically a round dish with with legs underneath it at different angles mm. Do you know the one I mean? It's been a long time since I watched that movie. <laughs> it's been a long time for um, me. Must be hours. Yeah. <laughs> I think when 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 did it come out in cinemas? <coughs> oh, 1970s. Yeah, eighty-three. Around nineteen eighty-three, wasn't it? Eighty-three. Mike Wellerbin. Mike Wellerbin. Eighty-two or three. 
Yeah. Could well could well have been. I know seventy six for a new hope. Yeah, I think I saw it in was it seventy six? I, I saw it in I know I saw it in seventy eight because I know where I was when I saw it. We used um, to get reruns back then at cinemas because you didn't have yeah. videos or DVDs or yeah. anything like that. And also, thing, things took a, a while sometimes to get out to the regions, <laughs> Southampton. It's very true. Yeah, people would um, wait until they became a lot cheaper. Yeah, mm. or just where they were. You know, if you live in live in Doncaster, you're not going to travel all the way to London to see something, especially a film you haven't really didn't really know anything about. Yeah, you know, there's a, well, there was anyway, a, an awful lot of buzz off, about Star Wars at the time, but yeah, we're off topic. We're off. We're topic. off topic. So, um, so yeah, this this jellyfish UAP then. So let's let's we, we've come to that point mm. uh, in the episode where we kind of wrap up our final thoughts. So I'm, I'm going to ask a direct question: What do you think it was? Um, I think it was something man-made. I think a bunch of bored soldiers put something together with balloons or with a drone or whatever, and they got another drone to film it as they moved it across the base or some something like that. Um, that's what I'm going with. And then they, they and then the story just got more and more embellished. Oh, it disappeared into the sea, and then it. Well, where did it go then? Oh, it disappeared into the sea, and then it flew away at massive speed. Why well, not? It just flew out to sea, you know. So you think it was a prank? Pranksters did it. Um, I wouldn't rule that out. Yeah, I, I would. I would. I think that's more likely than a genuine extraterrestrial encounter. Okay. Um. I'm. I'm. I'm not going to rule it out. Hmm. However, I think looking at this thing, and yeah, the image quality is very poor. We we understand. Hmm. But the structure of it, the shape of it, is, to me, so bizarre compared to any sort of technology that we, we, we're familiar with. Um, I honestly think it's, it's, an, it's a something else. It's, uh, mm. um, it, it, it's really hard to gauge. Um, it's it's raised the question again. It's a phrase we 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 haven't explored anywhere near enough on aliens mm. explored. Um, extremophiles. So the extremophiles are creatures that live in the most extreme of conditions. You know, like mm. creatures that live in volcanoes or oh, um, Doncaster, right in the the <laughs> depths of the sea of Doncaster. <laughs> You've got it in for Doncaster. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my home <town. laughs> um yeah mm. um but yeah and and it's been suggested that maybe this is an extremophile that lives like way up high in the stratosphere and has just come down close to ground for mm. some unknown reason um but i also think one of the reasons why we're seeing more and more things like this is because the technology is improving the military is always the first to get the highest level of technology Mm. And then it sort of slowly creeps out to the public, as we know. <clears throat> so the fact is the military releasing this, or it's from military sources that this footage gets released first. Mm. Um, yeah, I just think as our technology improves, we're detecting more and more of whatever this might be, whether it's extraterrestrial, interdimensional, 
extremophile, whatever. There is something. The truth, as I've mm. been saying all along, is out there. And I think we're getting closer and closer to finding it. And this is just another step along the way. I'm That's just thinking, so, soldiers on a base, you know, I've, I've had, I've <coughs> caught up with my sleep. Um, I've, I've written home, I've had my dinner. And and what what am I going to do now? No, let's let's get this thing to fly across the base. Maybe, maybe. Mm. But you know what? I want to hear what our listeners have to think. Mm. Um, even though, uh, I mean, this is our last proper episode of Aliens Explored because, like I say, next week we'll be talking about the fact we won't be doing them anymore. Um, yeah, and lamenting. Yeah. We'll be lamenting next week. We'll be lamenting. We'll be crying into our shandies. Mm. Um, mm. Crying but on our yes, keyboards. But nonetheless, uh, we do love hearing from our listeners, and that's not going to end. So do let us know what you think, uh, because our email addresses and all the rest of it will keep going. So you can email us, aliensexplored at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, or X, whatever the hell it is now. Um and of course youtube as well you can post a comment below our videos and uh, let us know what you think this jellyfish is because um, we'd like to hear your thoughts mm. well it's the last time i'll be saying this so let's make the <laughs> most of it join us next time when we will be yeah like we say lamenting looking back looking at maybe some of the subjects that we would have been discussing had we'd carried on as well. Um, mm. Who knows what we're going to be talking about. We're, to we're random <laughs> guys, aren't we? Who knows where this might go. Random ramblers, uh, definitely. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, join us. Join us for a fond farewell next time. Um, until then, do keep watching this uh uh, this released footage and of course keep watching the skies take care for now catch you next time bye bye Aliens Explored is a Fiegel Films production in association with Juicy Falls. Music by Darren Mafucci and editing by Stu Jackson. Find us on Twitter and Facebook by searching Aliens Explored or visit aliensexplored.com.